Hello, welcome to Stories for Wonderful Children. I'm Dan Wendelin, your host and storyteller. For years, I improvised a new bedtime story for my children every night. Now, we would like to share the recordings of the best of those stories with you. I hope you enjoy my stories for wonderful children. There was a kingdom far away and long ago named Fod. The kingdom of Fod was ruled by Princess Fatima. And Princess Fatima was not very old to be the ruler. She was nine years old. Man, that's like a kid. Yep. And she had been ruling for only a year when disaster struck the kingdom of Fod. The disaster came in the form of a great red dragon that settled in her kingdom and began to trouble the people who lived there. It ate livestock and it wrecked things. It burned down houses and fences and trees just for the fun and sheer amusement of it. Fatima tried to get rid of the dragon. She sent out her bravest warriors, but the dragon defeated them all. She tried to bribe the dragon with gold to go away, but the dragon just took her gold and then stayed anyway. She tried to set traps for the dragon, but he was crafty and eluded them all. She tried, finally, as a last resort, to poison the dragon by leaving out sheep and cow carcasses that had been poisoned, but the dragon was too clever and did not touch them. This lasted all through Princess Fatima's ninth year, and the people of her kingdom, although they loved her, began to whisper to one another that perhaps they needed a different ruler, a stronger one, who could protect them from the dragon. Perhaps a fiercer, older warrior. On her 10th birthday, there was no birthday celebration for Princess Fatima. She simply did not feel that it would be right for her to throw a party when so many of her subjects had been impoverished by the dragon burning down their farms or their orchards. And so many of her subjects had been chased away She felt like it would simply be wrong of her to throw a party to celebrate her own 10th birthday when there was so much suffering in the kingdom. And so, on her 10th birthday, she had a quiet dinner with a small cake just for her, and a few of the servants got together to sing a happy birthday to her. She had just finished the last bite of her birthday cake, and was stretching and getting up and getting ready to go upstairs to her room to sleep when she heard a terrific racket, a tremendous banging on the door of the castle. For a moment, she was afraid that the dragon had come and was attacking the castle. This would not be the first time that had happened. The dragon had attacked the castle twice before. 
A team of soldiers had managed to drive it off each time. As she thought about it, she realized that it must not be the dragon, because the soldiers had an alarm bell they rang when the dragon attacked to wake everyone up to tell them that they must be ready to fight. So Fatima was somewhat curious. Since the alarm bell was not ringing, she decided to go and see what was making such a terrific racket. And so she walked down to the courtyard, and just as she entered the courtyard, the banging stopped. She walked up to the captain of the guards, and she said, What was that racket? And the captain of the guards said, We're not sure, Your Majesty. A figure cloaked entirely in black so that we could not see its face came and banged on the castle gate and has left that box behind. Fatima climbed the castle wall and looked down. There in front of the castle gate, she could just make out in the evening light the shape of a box. It appeared, as far as she could tell in the dim light, to be pink with polka dots and to have ribbons on the top of it. She said, open the gate. Let's see what it is. It might be dangerous, your highness, said the captain of the guard. Well, I shall take that risk, said Fatima. And so they opened the gates. She let the guards go out and inspect the box and bring it to her. And then she untied the ribbons and opened the box. When she opened it, she peered in and she could see movement inside. She sprang back and several of the guards put themselves between her and the box with their swords drawn and pointed at the box. Everyone waited for a moment, holding their breaths to see what sort of thing would come out of the box. And then a pair of long, fluffy, pink ears poked over the top of the box. They went up and up, and then the top of a fluffy pink head also peeked over the box, with eyes staring around wildly. Three eyes, which was very unusual. Princess Fatima could not recall ever seeing something with three eyes before. The rest of the things clambered over the side of the box. It had six legs, and on the end of each leg was sort of a, a little hand, um, but with thick pads on the hand. It scrambled over the side of the box and then cowered back against the box, staring at the soldiers with their swords. She, she stepped between them and held out her arms. She said, come here. And the thing came over and jumped into her lap. It was warm and trembling just slightly, and she petted its soft, soft fur. She walked over to the box and looked at it. She saw now that there was a card on the top of it. The card was addressed to her. The outside of the envelope said to Princess Fatima. The inside was a small card, just white and plain. Written on it were the words, A wumpus for your birthday. Happy birthday. And it was signed, A Friend. Well, Princess Fatima had never heard of a wumpus before but it did not seem dangerous. And so she took it into her castle 
and she tried various things to feed to it. The first thing she tried was water, which did not interest the wampus, and then she tried milk, which did also not interest the wampus. But then she saw it sniffing around the fireplace, and she got out a pan of turkey grease, and she put that down on the ground, and the wampus slept right up. She said. Then she walked out. She was starting to get very tired. She walked up to her bedroom. The wampus followed her. She got changed and climbed into bed. The wampus climbed under her pillow, curled up, and went to sleep with a soft sort of purring noise. Well, that night, about 3 a.m., the princess awoke to the sound that she most dreaded hearing. She woke to the clanging of the alarm bell. She knew that that clanging alarm bell could mean only one thing. It meant that the dragon was attacking the castle. She grabbed the wampus under her arm and ran for the courtyard. The guards at the door said, Don't come out here, princess. We think it's going to land. She looked up. She could see the dragon flying above the castle, breathing great fireballs down at the guards on the walls that were shooting back at it with bows and arrows and crossbows. The wampus squirmed out of her arms. Princess Fatima thought that it was frightened and trying to run away, but it did not run away. Instead, it ran out into the courtyard. As Fatima watched, the wampus folded its legs under itself, and just sat there in the courtyard, its eyes following the dragon. Soon, after the dragon had succeeded in knocking most of the guards off the walls, it spread its wings and came coasting down to land in the courtyard, where it roared a great roar. As soon as its feet touched the ground, though, the wampus sprang up, on all six legs and began to run, not away from the dragon, as Princess Fatima would have expected, but instead straight towards it. As it approached, it sprang and landed on one of the dragon's wings, and then it clambered over the dragon's back. The dragon knew there was something wrong and turned its head to try to bite the wampus, but it was too fast. It clambered up along the dragon's long, spiky neck until it reached its head. And then she saw it take great handfuls of its pink, fuzzy hair and throw a handful of pink fuzz at each of the dragon's eyes. The dragon roared and blinked its eyes furiously. And then she saw the wampus crawl back to the dragon's ear and hang there for a moment as if it were whispering something. The dragon stopped moving, cocking its head intently, as if listening. Then the wampus sprang off the dragon's head and dropped to the ground. It did not move. It simply stood there, watching the dragon. The dragon shook its head for a moment, and then three great beats of its wings it took off. It circled once, and then flew away the direction, the south. The 
Fatima did not know what had happened, but she immediately set the guards to work taking care of the injured guards and checking for damage to the castle. She went back to bed, the wampus in close tow. She also sent a band of guards on her fastest horses to follow the dragon and see if they could discover where it had gone. When she woke in morning, the guards had returned. They reported that they had followed the dragon all through the night. It had flown straight south, never deviating a bit, and they had stopped when they had reached the border of the kingdom of Fod. They had turned back to report. Again, Princess Fatima did not know what it was that Wampus had done or how long the dragon would be gone, but she decided to take advantage of it. She set about repairing the damage to the castle, and then once the workers were done with that, she ordered them to begin repairing damage to the nearby villages. A week passed, two weeks, three weeks, months, years. The kingdom grew and prospered. The towns and villages were rebuilt. The wampus grew to be roughly the size of a small horse, and it allowed Princess Fatima to ride on its back, but only Princess Fatima. No others were accorded that privilege. Her people grew to know and love the sight of her, riding along on top of the great fuzzy pink beast with its six strange legs and its three strange eyes. Her land prospered, and she lived there and ruled through many adventures. But never again did the great red dragon trouble the kingdom of Fod. And all her days, Princess Fatima wondered what the wampus had whispered in the dragon's ear. But she never knew. And I do not know. Perhaps you know. Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created today's show but questions and running commentary were supplied by my children. The theme music was created by Brandon Thompson, and our wonderful logo was designed by Silas Swindelin. If you know someone who might enjoy the show, please tell them about it. Do you want more stories? You can now subscribe to the show and help pick a new story for me to tell every month. The show's website is storiesforwonderfulchildren.com. Until next time, I'm Dan Wendelin, reminding you to tell someone you love a story.